Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'll be your show host today, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage, who produces our bi-weekly shows. Of course, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Engage as we kick off today's show, but I'm very excited about today's topic because it's a hot topic. It's a topic that so many people don't even realize, really, that there's two sides to Today, we're talking about podcasts. And when I say podcasts, you first probably think hosting a podcast, hosting your own podcast. And of course, yes, that's a great way to build your brand, right? Get your get your brand out there, get your messaging out there, create content, engage with unlimited leads. But have you ever thought about guesting on other people's podcasts as a way to build your brand? That's what we're talking about today. And our guest is not only an award-winning author and a creator, really, of the new fast-growing field of podcast interview marketing, but he owns a really unique company called Interview Valet. Our topic is how to build your brand and grow sales exponentially by being on other people's podcasts as a guest. Super excited. You don't want to go anywhere because our guest is a wealth of information. I also want to remind you, uh, after today's show, of course, I'll share with you our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. There's some new tools right now on Facebook if you're someone who uses Facebook ads to promote your business. So make sure you stick around also for our Engage News of the Week after my interview with our special guest. Now, I want to share with you very, very quickly that if you're a startup company, a small business, an entrepreneur, we can help you. Engage offers over, I think at this point, 35 free forever tools to help you grow and scale your business. Now you can find out more about our brand, about our platform-based services with all of those tools at engage.com. So check that out after today's show. That's N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. Also, since we're talking about podcasting, creating content, live shows, we just launched a couple months ago a new program called Engage Live, N-G-A-G-G-E-L-I-V-E.com for those of you listening on the podcast. And that program gives people interested in starting a podcast, starting their own live show, all the tools they need to do it. And we have it in a way where it's a uh, we provide the tools, kind of a DIY, do-it-yourself opportunity, but we also give you the opportunity to hire Engage to totally produce your show for you. So if you're someone who's interested in starting a podcast or starting a live stream show to help to build your brand, consider reaching out to us to help you do that. And again, you can find out more about that program at EngageLive.com. Okay, without further ado, before we even introduce our guest... I want to make sure I'm sharing today's show uh, to Facebook and also on LinkedIn Live. Let's see. I say, join me live right now to learn about building your brand by being on other people's podcasts. Sharing right now. Boom. To Facebook. Take a moment right now. Share our live stream show to your LinkedIn page. Don't forget, engagement on your page is a great way to build up your network. And by sharing content, you're starting that, that kind of snowball effect of engaging with people in your network and people with like interests. So take a moment right now, share today's live show on your own Facebook page or your LinkedIn page. And without further ado, let me introduce you to our very special guest. He is joining us live from Kalamazoo, Michigan. And before the show, he said, see Marissa, this is just proof in the pudding that you can have a podcast or a live show and you can be based anywhere. So Thomas um, Schwab, 
we'll call him Tom today, is joining us from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I'm joining you live from Minnesota. We got a little Midwest uh, duo in the house, Tom. So if you don't know who Tom is, you need to. He's not only an entrepreneur and a best-selling author, as I mentioned, but he is really a interview marketing pioneer. And I really, I really, I really like that title um, because what he believes in life is that truly the best things come from a conversation, that you're really just one conversation away from so much. Um, and I want to start his introduction with a couple questions maybe you can ask yourself because they're questions he likes his clients to ask themselves. Have you ever thought your digital marketing might actually be hurting your business? That maybe you're not breaking through the noise, as we like to say. Maybe you're just adding to that noise. Perhaps you are not one funnel away. Maybe that funnel is actually what's stopping the big fish you want. Well, those are the questions Tom likes to get people asking themselves. And he has a very refreshing view on some of those questions and some of the things that you can do to break through the noise. And one of those things he wants you to think about is the fact that you really are just one conversation away, which happens to be the title of his new book, which is based on his experience that data and, and data uh, working with over 700 leading brands as the chief evangelist officer at Interview Valet. He says, if you want a rich life and a profitable business, he believes you are truly one conversation away. So two different books Tom has authored, which I think make him an incredibly um, perfect guest for this topic. Those two books are Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy, which has been referred to as the Bible of Podcasting. And again, his second book, One Conversation Away, which is a manifesto for a rich life and a profitable business. I'm excited to have him here for our interactive talk and share with us how being a guest on other people's podcasts is a great way to build your brand. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're really excited to have you as our guest expert. Well, Marissa, this is going to be great. And we'll pull back the curtain, show how everything is done and show people how they can do it also. I love that. We're all about giving insights and also, most importantly, information and actionable takeaways, right? That's what we're all about. This is almost like a continuing educational podcast where people can learn more about different avenues in digital marketing, how to do things maybe they're not that comfortable with and different ways to really get ahead, right? Especially as things have changed so much and so quickly in the last 12 months. So I'm excited to hear what you have to offer. But before we get into really all the all the cool stuff behind the curtain of podcasting and guesting on people's podcasts, I want to ask you, with a background in the Navy and also working on a nuclear propulsion plant as a plant operator. How on earth, Tom, did you end up in this world of podcasting? Share with us. I'm so interested to hear. Well, when I graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy, I did not think that podcasting was in my future. Then again, uh, the internet uh, was uh, was still uh, new and podcasting, uh, well, it wouldn't start for at least another decade. But it taught me the engineering side, the processes, the systems. And one of the things uh, that I learned in there that I took into business is that things must be a process. They must be teachable because if you can't do that, you can't scale it, right? If you need PhDs uh, from MIT to run a nuclear power plant, they'll never be able to, to scale that up with ships. So that taught me that and uh, had a great time in the Navy. Um, I left about the time uh, the evil empire, uh, the Cold War ended there and went into corporate America. And in corporate America, I started as an engineer, but I found I was, I was more creative. I wanted to get out there. So I went from operate or to from engineering to operations out to sales and marketing and really loved being out there in the field. I was with a fortune 500 company uh, running a distributorship in Michigan. And if you remember 2008, uh, the great recession, they came to us and said, we want to cut out the middleman. That makes a whole lot of sense until you look in the mirror and you're like, Hey, I look like the middleman. 
but it gave me a great opportunity because we had this sideline business. It, uh, it was direct to patient, durable medical equipment rental, uh, at the inbound conference, we were voted the second unsexiest thing to sell online, (laughs) but it taught us that we're doing good. We can connect with customers, but the old way of doing it, of bricks and mortar going from place to place wasn't going to work. So I had read a a interesting book by two smart guys out of MIT, uh, Dharmesh um, Shah and Brian Halligan. They went on to form HubSpot and they talked about how you could use the internet to attract, engage, to like customers, how you could get known. And I remember reading that and goes, this makes a whole lot of sense. I I reached out to him and said, would this work for e-commerce? And I got to, it was early enough on that I got to talk to Brian, who was their CEO. He's retired now. And he's like, yeah, it should. And I thought, I think so too. So that company was their first e-commerce case study. We built it up from a regional player to a national leader. I learned inbound marketing through that. And after that, I started to hypothesize. I wonder if you could use podcast interviews the same way that we used guest blogs 15, 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea back then was instead of writing a blog and putting it up on your website, having it read by three people, thanks mom for reading my blog, right? You'd put (laughs) it up on other people's site and you tap into that audience. So in 2014, we started to test that. And I was amazed how well it worked, Marissa. We were seeing conversion rates that were 50 times better than blogs. And at first I thought as an engineer, it's like, oh, this has got to be a fluke. It's got to be a personality. We kept testing that. We kept getting great results. And so I didn't want to start an agency. So I was teaching it. Right. And I never, I had a cheesy PDF and a course that I never took out of beta. And the people that were really honest with me said, you know, I just want to be the guest. You take care of all the rest. And I'm like, that's good copy. I'm going to take that. So in 2015, we started to beta test a done-for-you agency, and it worked so well that we took it out of beta in 2016. You know, fast forward now, we've helped over 700 clients, over 30,000 interviews, have data points on every one, and uh, we've grown into a team of 35 uh, in Europe and North America. So uh, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but I just want to tell you, there is no better time to be a business owner with the tools that we have out here. I agree. And I want to congratulate you on so much success with your company now. If you're just joining us and you missed his introduction, the name of his company so cleverly is Interview Valet. And I like that title because, or the name of that, because obviously, as you mentioned, you you help people, right? You help people to achieve obtaining guest interviews on other people's podcasts. You're, you're, you are the valet, right? You make it happen. I think that's such a clever title. And that's really our, our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all. And so that's authors, that's coaches, consultants, brands, you know, people that are the best kept secret that could really help a lot of people. There's thousands, maybe tens of thousands or millions of people that would buy their minimally viable product or their version 1.0. There's just one problem. They don't know they exist. You know, obscurity is their biggest problem. Right. Uh, My acting teacher used to say, you could be the best actress in the world, but if no one knows you exist, if you don't do all the work that you need to do to get an agent and to, you know, do your marketing materials, et cetera, et cetera, You'll never be successful. And it's really the same truly in any field, whether you are an e-commerce business and you create your own products, right? And and maybe they're kind of handcrafted, something you'd find on Etsy. If if you don't have exposure and if you're not doing the work to get your brand out there, no one knows that you have this adorable little product that makes a great gift. And similarly, if you are a consulting firm or an agency and you have a service that you offer. If no one knows you offer that service because no one knows you exist, well, of course, that's going to hurt your ability to grow and to scale. So I think we're going to learn today that being a guest and being interviewed or bringing um, a topic and some interesting dialogue to somebody else's podcast is a cool, relevant, and really 
great and easy way to help to grow your brand. Let me pop up for those of you visually watching. I see many of you logging on right now to LinkedIn Live and some of you also right now on Facebook. We're also streaming live to YouTube. For those of you visually watching, I'm going to put up on the screen for everybody a quick little outline of a few things we're going to talk about today. And for those of you listening on the podcast replay, I will read through this as well. So today we're talking about how to build your brand and grow sales exponentially by guesting on other people's podcasts. And the four different talking points that we're going to start to visit are the first one being you are one conversation away, which we know is the title of one of Tom's books. So we'll learn what he means by that. And and how do we put that into play? How do we get those conversations? And when we get one or are in one, what the heck do we say? Right, Tom? Then the next thing we're going to talk about is big fish don't swim through funnels. Whales don't click. Then we'll get into other people's platforms, other people's money, which kind of sounds like, ooh, sounds like we're being a little devious, but I like that. Why use your resources to get your brand out there when someone's already doing it, right? And you can kind of piggyback on that. And Tom is shaking his head. Yes, girl. Yes. And then we'll talk about repeatable success comes from proven systems, and I think that is something that we can say is a life, a life, a life, a life lesson. Um, the best athletes in the world aren't who they are because they randomly play their sport once a week, right? So we're going to learn how to have repeated success in guesting on other people's podcasts, OPP. Um, let's talk about this idea, Tom, and it is the title of one of your books, your newer book, right? That's not quite mm-hmm. out yet, I think. Um, you're one conversation away. Tell us how you came up with that. I want to call it almost like a mantra. Um, and, and what you mean by that? Uh, it is. It's That's my word for the year. And I know it's more than one word, but I gave myself bonus words after COVID. <laughs> it really came as a reaction to that marketing message that I kept hearing. You're just one funnel away. You're one funnel away. And I saw people that had such amazing funnels. They had amazing marketing. They they had beautiful websites and they had no business with it, right? Mm-hmm. And what was missing was the customers, the flow through there. And one of the things that really struck me is that before the internet, during the internet, maybe after the internet, it's still going to be driven off of human interaction, human conversations. And I would argue that the bigger the transaction, the bigger the purchase, the more there needs to be a conversation there. You know, if you're just selling a, a, a widget, a disposable, and, you know, then, then you sell it being a, a penny cheaper than somebody else online. Mm-hmm. But to build a business is based on lifetime value of a customer, repeat customers, referrals. And I've always looked at that as those come through conversations, real conversations, meaningful conversations. Some people that aren't your ideal customers, like on this on this uh, episode here, if I don't resonate with somebody, they're going to turn me off. And that doesn't mean I'm bad or they're bad, right. but have a real conversation. And those people that relate to you, they're going to turn you up. They're going to share you with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, bigger is not better. Better is better. And I, I think of that uh, once we talk to clients and it's like, you, you need to talk to people. And I can remember in the the old days, you know, I would jump in the car and drive across town to to talk to one ideal customer. I, if there was a dozen, I'd be in the car driving across the state. All day, uh, right. And, I I've jumped in airplanes and uh, to talk to a hundred ideal customers. And you think about it now through the internet, being a podcast guest, a podcast host, you can be wherever you want to be. And you can talk to people through, um, through this medium and time shift it. Right. So if I'm, if I'm talking at a live event and somebody gets up to, to check a text or go to the restroom, they're going to miss it. We're Whereas miss if what you're, you say, exactly. If you're on a podcast, hit pause and they can come back to it. And so with that, I, I think conversations today are more important than ever, ever. And sometimes people say, well, this person did it with a funnel and they disregard all the conversations that they had before. Mm. Um, you know, they'll say, 
Tony Robbins has this funnel or Brendan Bouchard has this. And I'm like, well, they've been having conversations for a long, long time. You know, Tony, Tony um, Robbins has a conversation on Netflix. Uh, they call it a, a video, right? Or a documentary. Right. If you have one of those, maybe you can work the funnel. But for everybody else, I think you need to focus first on having the conversation. I think that's a great point, Tom, because one thing that we we drive this home almost every episode is that people connect with people. They don't connect with brands. They don't connect with logos. They don't connect with company data or even it's hard now on, on LinkedIn to get a lot of excitement and generate um, followings on company pages because people like to connect with people. And I think having conversations, especially, you know, when it, it is so easy now to work remotely and like you said, to not have to get in a car to have a conversation, this is the time, right? If you haven't done it yet, you're not too late. This is the time to take that step and utilize all these incredible tools we have to make it happen, right? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't really know anybody. I know a lot of people that have podcasts, live shows. We do our bi-weekly show for Engage, which we're on right now. I don't really know anybody who ever said, I regret that I did a podcast or that I started a podcast or I regret that I started doing this weekly show or if it's not a podcast, I don't really know anybody who said, I regret learning how to do unboxing videos or create this content because a lot of those people right now are seeing this uptick in followers, right? And they are connecting with the people who are interested in what they have to say. So it's an easy way to connect with people who are more likely to be a lead that you can convert to a customer. Because like you said, they're not going to stick around and listen if they're not interested. And that's okay too. Because if they're not interested, you don't want to waste your time and resources on them because they're probably not your target demographic or your target customer. Yeah. Exposure brings opportunity. And I don't mm -hmm. think it's necessarily a either or. Should I be a guest or should I be a host? Right. There's benefits to both. And I think sometimes it's like, well, should I be an Uber driver or an Uber passenger? It's the same platform, but there's different goals. So, different you know, benefits to each position. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so if you, if you, if you want to nurture existing leads, existing customers, boy, being a host, having your own show is the great way to do that. But if right. you're looking to tap into other audiences, get new leads, get new mentions, get new backlinks. Well, for that, you have to go on other people's stages as a guest. And what's great is I know you practice what you preach and you, this is a perfect case in point, you being a guest on our podcast. And I know that's something at Engage that we've been working on as well. I host our biweekly shows for Engage on behalf of the team, but sometimes I get invited to be on other people's podcasts as well. And what's really neat about that, and you just talked to this, Tom, the other podcasts that I get invited to be a guest on, the topics are, are all over the board, the, the range of what those shows are about. Obviously, there's something about my life or my career or something about me that made sense for that host to invite mm -hmm. me. But what's great is somehow I can always tie it in also to what I'm doing now for Engage. And that helps our company to generate more exposure and to be able to get our name out there as well. So I think it's great. You practice what you preach. I've learned firsthand that what you say is totally true. So this is awesome. Okay, let's keep it up. Let's keep going. So our next topic here is big fish don't swim through funnels. Whales don't click. I laughed when I read this because right away I tried to imagine a whale um, doing anything. And I realized, well, whales have flippers. They definitely don't have thumbs like our favorite pets. So whales definitely don't click. Um, but what do you mean by this, this saying or this, this I, kind of fun, fun, fun play on words? I, I think we have made the mistake of saying low value transactions can be ramped up to high value, high ticket conversions. And let me explain that, right? Can, if you, even say, can you say that one more time too? I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I, I think we made the mistake of thinking that that what we buy 
in e-commerce, low, low value, low, low ticket, value items, right? Transactions that mm -hmm. you can take that and scale that up to high value, high relationship um, engagements. So let me give you an example, right? If I'm, I don't know if I, if I'm looking to buy earbuds, right? My, most of my earbuds go through the wash, like every two weeks, <laughs> I, I real they're disposable to me. I, I'm buying the cheapest pair on Amazon. And, you know, if, if I get distracted and, you know, all of a sudden I get a pop-up ad or something like that, yeah, that, that might work for me. But to say that now I'm going to use that same model for somebody that I'm going to hire for my business that, you know, I'm going to hire an accountant. I'm going to hire a lawyer. I'm going to hire um, someone to run my systems off of that same model. You know, I, I'm not picking a, um, a a cardiac surgeon because they they had a Facebook ad, right? If anything, that would hurt me or, or hurt them because I'm like, man, that's that doesn't seem professional. The other thing on there too is this idea of, you know, there's, a lot of times we'll hear about, well, you start them off with a tripwire product and then you move them up to this. And there's this whole funnel that goes along with this. And this is how you have to do it. And then people try to say, we're going to do that for big B2B engagements, right? So mm -hmm. I want to sell to business owners, C-level executives, right? Do you really think that they're going to take the time to buy your $19 tripwire product? Uh, if they're a busy CEO, heck, some of them may not even know how to do it, right? right? No, if they know, if they hear you and they want to talk with you, you know, they come with credit card in hand wanting to talk to the wizard, don't slow them down in a funnel. So often there, I think that's where digital marketing starts to to hurt our business if we we put that in the way of the relationship. If we put that in the way of a conversation and uh, it's different for different businesses. If you've got a low value, high volume transaction, mm -hmm. well then just do it on a funnel and everything like that. But if it's a high touch, high value, high profit margin, um, high lifetime value, they're going to need to talk to somebody on that. And I saw uh, Marcelo put something in the chat there about like, well, how do you measure this? How do you measure conversion rates? Yeah. Well, let me a... go ahead really quick and pop that up for everybody yeah. who's who's listening and watching. Marcelo, by the way, welcome to the show. Marcelo is what we call him one of our original engagers because he's tuned in week after week for our show series. And I believe he lives in Brazil. So Marcelo, thank you for joining us today. And Marcelo's kind of opening up the gate with his first question for Tom. And I do want to remind you all, this is a live interactive show. Even if you're listening to this replay, you can still leave questions if you're watching through the webinar. And we can bubble those up to Tom and get you answers via email as well. So if you have any questions or comments during today's live show, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn, please leave them in the comment section. And we'll kick things off with Marcelo who says, hello there. And he says, my question is, what elements are used to measure the conversion rate of this model or the engagement rate or what other ways can we measure the success or how many people we're reaching with a podcast or maybe being a guest on a podcast? And Great I question. love this. I love this question because this is marketing. If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And I threw some thing, numbers out there before that the conversion rates are 25 times better or 50% better. Um, or 50 times better. Where do those numbers come from? Now, what we're looking at is the numbers off podcasts are, it's, it's a fragmented industry. So it's not like YouTube where everything is through um, our video, like everything's through YouTube. So where we're looking at is when people come to the website, right? You can figure out where they came from. And especially if you tell them, come back to, you know, mywebsite.com forward slash a unique page, you know, the only people that came from there were off of that. So now you can measure um, listeners to visitors, right? Because you can get to get the listener numbers from estimates um, online. Now, those people that actually hit the, the page, um, you can see how many of those became leads. And that's where we saw that was uh, 25 times better. If they come to the website after hearing you on a podcast interview, man, they are a hot lead, 
right? So that's why we're seeing there. And then you can also ask things for attribution of, you know, when you have the, the, the conversation, the sales conversation, or after the sale, you can ask, how did you find out about us? And that's mm-hmm. one of the things we've seen from our clients is that uh, they report that the initial engagement is higher after podcast interviews and the sales cycle is much shorter. And you'd sort of expect that, right? If I've already listened to you on a podcast interview, I've probably checked out the website, all the rest of that. By the time I engage, uh, I'm ready to go. It's more of a, it's more of a qualification call than it is a sales call. That's a great point as well, because there's a saying I grew up learning that is people like to work with people they like. And when someone has a chance to be a guest, to be interviewed, or to have a discussion on a podcast, you get the chance to get your personality out there. Uh, People can learn a little bit more about maybe your personal life or why you started your company or your goals for your company or, or what makes your product so different in a way that's not pushy, it's not salesy. Uh, It's not in their face because, again, they're choosing to listen to the podcast, but I think people feel more confident to do business with people when they feel like they know them a little bit. And I think that's something that we don't get necessarily. I'm trying to think. I don't think we really get the opportunity as entrepreneurs or business owners to really to do that, I think, other than interviews, right? And if you think about it, I think the past interviewing was a process of press, right? It was getting on a talk show. It was getting on a radio show. It was a taped interview that might be put somewhere. But podcasting seems like a really smart use of time and resources to be able to get your message out there. And like you said, connect with people who will be excited to work with you and will trust you. And as you mentioned, that ultimately shortens that sales cycle. And from a marketing standpoint, you think about it, founders typically like to talk about their company, right? It's their baby. They're excited about it. Authors like to talk about their books. Coaches and consultants like to talk about that. So in 45 minutes, you can talk about that and then you can transcribe it. You can make it into blogs. You can make it into videos. You can take make it into social media. So you can leverage that time so much and also create it in a way that's easiest for you mm-hmm. and then repurpose it in the way that's easiest for other people. Absolutely. And we do that ourselves um, at Engage. After our show tomorrow, we'll be sending you the links to this interview that you can then turn around and share with your network, your friends, your family, your colleagues, maybe people that are in your funnel, maybe that haven't made it to a, a sale or a purchase so they could understand more about who you are and what you do. It's just such a great way. It's it's really, to me, probably the the most... Let me see if I can word this right. It's the most highly successful way to turn leads into clients without being salesy or it's almost like reverse psychology. It's like, I'm just here to talk about my life and all this fun stuff. And then people are like, oh, he's interesting. Oh, what does he do? Or, oh, what is their product? Or, oh, that is neat. People are, are drawn to that. That's it, it's like the best tweet I've ever seen out there. Rand Fishkin, uh, who wrote a, wrote a great book called Lost and Founder, he said the best way to sell something today is not to sell anything, but to earn the respect, awareness, and trust of those who might buy. Right? Nobody nobody ever goes on the internet saying I want to buy something today, or they go to a podcast saying I, I really need to buy something today. No, they've got problems. They need to be solved. And what we talked about before, they often don't buy the best solution. They always buy the best solution they know of. And so if you're not known, it doesn't matter. Uh, You're not even in the running. I think that was just an excellent takeaway from today's show already. So thank you. All right. Next topic that's up for discussion. And this, this made me laugh when we were talking before the show. Other people's platforms other people's money. And I think I know where you're going to go with, with this, uh, this nugget that you're going to share with us. Um, but I think it's just brilliant. And I think, um, well, I'll, I'll let you share it. I think you're going to go where I think you're going to go with this, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take control. Tell us what you mean by other people's platforms, other people's money. 
this one struck me uh, a while back, you know, in real estate, they always talk about using other people's money or in, in business, you get investors and use other people's money. Heck, that's how we buy. Most of us buy homes with other people's money and the leverage in that everybody knows that. Well, I, I thought about it and it's like, well, do I want money or do I want the exposure? And let me give you an example here. Say Oprah and loves what you're doing, Marisa. And she says, I want to give you a million dollars. I'm going to loan you, loan you a million dollars five years, right? Well, with the current interest rate and stuff like that, I'm not a finance major, but you know, uh, she's probably giving you a gift of, I don't know, $200,000. Nobody's going to say no to that. Well, what if she says, I love what you're doing. Keep the million dollars. Nobody's going to say no to that. But what if she said, I love what you're doing. Would you come on my show for 45 minutes and leverage other people's platform there? I mean, that example is, is amazing because Oprah's given millions to, to people. I have no idea who they are, right? Because it didn't, it didn't not me, catapult not them. Me. <laughs> but not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But I love that you used her as an example because I grew up watching her. And wanting to literally be Oprah. So that's fun that you used her as well, an example. And do you remember when Sarah Blakely was on her show, the founder of Spanx, the first yes. self-made female billionaire in the United States? That's what she says launched her entire um, business there. Now, mm -hmm. it was a lot of wor hard work with that, too. But you look at all the all the people that have gotten 45 minutes on Oprah and mm -hmm. it launched their business. Now, you know, Oprah doesn't, you know, you're not going to get on Oprah's show anymore because it's not there. But how about other podcasts, other platforms, right? Why can't you get on other people's platforms and leverage that audience? Now, it, it sounds a, a little bit bad, right? You're not, you're bringing value for value. You better be there to serve mm -hmm. and to help people, but you also get benefits out of that. And maybe you're, you know, maybe your audience is not Oprah's audience, right? But maybe you've got a product that is the best one for pickleball, right? I didn't even know what pickleball was a couple of years ago. And then somebody pointed out to me, there's a dozen podcasts on pickleball. If you're the manufacturer, there's 12 podcasts you want to be on, right? So different audiences there. And that whole idea of the same thing, you know, if, if you just give me money, yeah, there's it's commonly referred to as stupid money, right? When people go on to Shark Tank, they're not just looking for the money there. They're looking for that validation. They're looking for that connections. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the influence, right? So if I can say, yeah, Mark Cuban's a um, investor in my company, boy, that, that really helps. Or if you can say, you know, I was on, you know, Mark Cuban's show or this podcast, boy, that really is that transfer of authority. So I've always looked at that and say, um, I'm not going to say no to other people's money, but I'm really focused on how I can leverage other people's platforms because I think the value is so much higher there. That is an excellent point. And I agree very strongly. And I also think too, if I can add to that, that there's also... Um, you know how there's guilt by association? There's mm -hmm. also success, I think, by association, right? If you are associating with people that are successful, that have a good reputation, that have a lot of exposure, that are well-liked, right? You're more likely to be able to, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative way, like opportunistically, you know, but you're more likely to be looked at in that same light by your peers and by other colleagues and by other leads in that industry or looking for someone like them if you're associated with them. It's almost like what was the the turb and the bob, right? I vouch for them, yeah. meaning that that uh, they're, they're good. It's mm -hmm. almost the same way when you go onto other people's platforms. You know, most people vet their guests very highly right? Yep. They want to make sure who they're bringing on is somebody that brings incredible value. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if Marissa, you know, checked him out and she was impressed and she, he thought, she thought he brought enough value. Well, you know, that's almost like, um, uh, two thumbs up from the very beginning there. Right. And so in, in some ways we're judged by the company we keep. And I often tell our clients there, right. You're, you're going to be judged by the podcast you're on. 
Um, so make sure that you're proud to be on every one of those. And also that you prepare. I think you just brought up a good point, being proud, making sure that as a guest, you do your due diligence and make sure that this is a podcast that you would be proud to be on, but also come prepared, you know, make sure you connect with the podcast host beforehand, find out if there's something you should prepare. Most hosts, like I know I did for today's show, will reach out in advance. We'll figure out what we're talking about, maybe create a show outline, or maybe there'll be some interview questions that you can prepare as a guest in advance. But I think we always say in, in the, the, you know, entertainment business preparation is like 90% of being successful. And I think that also goes for everything in life, right? Being prepared and putting your best foot forward is definitely important, whether you're a host or a guest. And that's really important. I think it's something that we forget digitally, right? Uh, it's just a podcast interview, right? Um, I'll, I'll just show up. I'll, I'll wing it. Well, Marissa, if you invited me to speak to an audience, right? Of, of thousands, right? You better believe that I'm going to show show up with a fresh haircut. I'm going to show up looking good. I'm going to know who it is before I step out on that stage mm -hmm. because that's a big thing. And I'm amazed how many people will come onto a digital stage and just wing it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's disrespectful to the audience, to the, the host. And the other thing too, I think it's suicidal, right? Because if I, if I show up on a did a physical stage and I, and I embarrass myself unless everybody has their, their cell phones out recording it. If you're not in that room, you probably will never find it. Right. But if you go on to something that's digital, that's going to live on. It's going to be shared all the rest of that. Um, you know, this is, this is going on your permanent record. So make sure it counts. Ooh, that took me back to you know, elementary and middle school where they say it's on your permanent record that you've had too many tardies or something. Ooh, that's scary. And it's true though. It's true. Now with a digital, um, a digital version of things, whether it's marketing materials, interviews, podcasts, um, websites, it's just so easy. You're right for things, blogs to live on in perpetuity, really that you do always want to put your best foot forward or your best microphone forward, maybe in this case. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, last nugget that we plan to chat about, and then I have a couple of questions for you. And I do want to thank Marcelo for that great question. If you're watching right now live, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn, and you have any questions for Tom from Interview Valet regarding podcast hosting or guesting, please feel free to leave those in the comment section, and we'll get to them before we wrap up our show in just a few minutes. But Last nugget that we plan to talk about is this idea that repeatable success comes from proven systems. Now, what would you like to expound upon in, in relation to that statement? What do you mean by that? Well, when you just mentioned about showing up with your microphone sounding mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. I look at that and say, if you're going to be a professional at this, have a system and get better, learn. One of the things that we share with all our, our clients, and you can find it on the, the website there, is a checklist of things to go over. Early on, probably 2000, I think it was 16, it was the biggest interview I ever had, Marissa. And I had just gotten this microphone. Rebooted my computer beforehand. I was on a show called Big Wig Nation with Darren Bentley and finished up the entire interview. Now it was audio only. And he goes, okay. Tom, Tom, what kind of microphone do you have? And I was so proud. I said, I've got a Heil PR40. And he goes, oh, doesn't sound like that. I looked and when I rebooted my computer, it chose the internal microphone. That's Not happened to me before. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. So you're over here talking into something, thinking the computer has recognized this input. And in reality, you're literally talking just through your laptop or computer microphone, which is a pretty and, basic situation. Yeah. And, and I learned that nothing ruins your credibility more than sounding like you just called in from the bathroom. Oh, geez. so, you know, so it's that process. It's like, it, it's okay to make a mistake once, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we're all human, but don't keep making it over and over or learn from other people, right? Checklists are written in blood. Make sure it's somebody else's blood. So go through things like that. There's all kinds of resources online. I've got the checklist that we use. And then also the process of, it's not just about 
getting on podcast interviews. Often we'll have people come to us and say, can you help me get on podcast interviews? And I'm like, you know, why would you want to do that? And they look at me funny. I'm like, well, do you want to grow your brand and grow your business with podcast interviews? And there's like, yeah, that's what I said. I said, no, that's just a part of it, right? So just getting on a random podcast and talking about random things and making it up as you go, it's not going to give you results. But if you have a system there and pick the right podcast, reach out to them in a consistent professional way, prepare the same way for it, you know, go through the checklist on everything. What you'll find is that you get better and that you get results with that. And really that's, that's what, um, I highlighted in, in podcast guest profits, you know, people would say, well, how do you do this? And I'm like, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. It's not magic. It's just a process. And people would say, well, do I have to follow all those steps? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you, you're a grown, uh, you're a grown person, right? You don't have to do anything. All I know is if you follow this recipe, these are the results you get. You know, it's like if I follow a recipe and forget to, I'm not a cook. You know, if I leave out the forget baking, to add the eggs, right? Uh, the baking soda, the baking powder, whatever it is. I don't, I don't like the taste of that. I'll just add more sugar. That'll be fine. It's not going to turn out the same way. So all I know is that if you follow that podcast interview marketing framework in that system, you'll get consistent results. Just for fun, because you brought up baking, it made me think of a really crazy time. I think I was like 12. And I wanted to make peanut butter cookies for the first time, the importance of a recipe, right? And I had my recipe out. And at that time in my life, I didn't know the difference between baking soda and baking powder as much as I should have. And one was like two pounds and one was like two cups, something like that. Well, I got them mixed up and put my cookies in the oven. And Tom, my cookies, each cookie got about this big and they were literally all touching on the cake thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, mom. I've made these award-winning peanut butter cookies and they're way better than yours because look how big they are. And my mother kind of scratched her head and had a moment and we took them out, we let them cool. And sure enough, once one was cooled, cooled enough to try, we took a bite of it and it tasted so bad because whatever I did was the wrong thing anyway. And I think that, you know, this idea of, you know, success being, being, you know, this almost like recipe, this strategy, this preparation, and that you do the same thing every time is a great tip because little things can really have a a detrimental impact on how something looks or sounds or how things are perceived. Um, I know I recently got in the habit of rebooting my computer before any podcast or show because occasionally same thing will happen where my mic is just not recognized by the computer if my computer has been on. And that happened to me. Same thing that you explained happened to me once. Never do that again. Even something so simple too as settings on a microphone. One time I accidentally moved the microphone and clicked a different setting and it affected the whole sound because it was taking sound from all directions versus from the front of me. So little things, I think, working out those kinks in the beginning, especially with help from someone like yourself, is a great way to set yourself up for success. Yeah, and because at the end of the day, nobody wants to do podcast interviews. Uh, years ago, a, a client of ours on my previous company, uh, it was lunchtime, I was covering the phones for him, and he's like, I love you guys, you're just like Preparation H. And I paused, I'm like, excuse me? And he goes, no, it's, it's a compliment. He's like, right. Um, you provided quick results. You, you, um, uh, relieved my pain. You were recommended. And that's when it struck me is that we're all selling preparation H, right? Nobody cares about our product or service. Um, all they care about is their problem and to really focus on that. And if you can do that and provide consistent relief, consistent results, mm-hmm. then they care about, then they care about, uh, the relationship with your company. Because then they basically trust you. They trust your process. You've healed their pain point and they know they can count on you. And I think that's the biggest thing we talk about too, is optimizing this customer experience so that your customers become loyal and they convert faster. It's the same idea that you're nurturing these relationships and people trust you. And then also 
one thing we can just touch on quickly that's helped us um, is this idea of also testimonials, right? Mm -hmm. When you're a guest on someone's podcast, um, you know, you also have the chance to nurture that relationship by giving that podcast host a nice testimonial about being on their show. And I think that's something that as a guest, we need to remember is a great way to show the host that, you know, this isn't just about you as the guest, right? And that you appreciate the opportunity that they've given you as well. And that helps to kind of strengthen and nurture that relationship as well. It's amazing the testimonials and the content that you can get from podcast interviews. And my team used to be awful. Well, I used to be awful and they used to point it out to me. They'd be like, would you stop talking over the testimonials? So a podcast host would be saying, oh, we love the clients you bring us. The um, You're so easy to work with. We'd uh, I'd be talking with a client and they'd be saying, you know, this has changed my business. Um, and during their entire testimonial there on video, I'd be going, oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Yeah. And it's like, we're trying to grab this clip and you keep talking over it. Oh, you and I are one in the same. We're both, uh, we've both got the gift of gab. So that's something to think about too, is just remembering your medium. And yes, you can certainly insert things, you know, as necessary or naturally, I might say yes, exactly or something, but it is important too, to remember your medium, especially if there's not video, if it's only audio, People can't see your facial reactions. So yes, I can understand. Maybe you want to show your excitement when someone's saying something, but remember this is audio or it is video and audio. And you know, you don't want to talk over each other and you want to make sure that if someone has something great to say about you, that they have the opportunity to do that. I love that. Hey, uh, we're running out of time. I feel like I could talk to you all day. So um, I do have to kind of wrap things up, but I do want to ask you maybe one or two questions um, to help our audience. Um, and actually someone just emailed me the same question I was going to ask you. So Jason, I see your email. Thank you. And I'll go ahead and kind of form his question into mine. I was just going to ask you, um, what is a good platform for someone who's looking to get into podcasting themselves? Um, because I think one thing that's, as you mentioned, helpful is when you have your own podcast, you can also promote your own podcast by being a guest on someone else's podcast. But for someone just starting out and interested in podcasting, what's a platform or two that you would suggest to them? So live stream, what you're using is amazing, right? Because now you can grab that content, download it afterwards, put it up as a podcast, but you can also push it out, you know, in lives. What we're on, You said you're on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. How great is that? Still, so the Streamyard is Streamyard the same as I'm, live stream? I'm sorry, I said I said Streamyard. No, you said live stream. Uh, uh, live stream. Okay. Yeah, uh, Streamyard. Streamyard. Thank you for okay. correcting me. I saw the duck up there and Streamyard. So Streamyard is one. Still, 55 percent of all podcast interviews are done over Zoom, mm. but actually that's starting to decrease now. There's three new platforms that all have similar technology: Squadcast. Um, Riverside FM and Zencaster. And with that, they do the technology a little bit differently right now. If we were over zoom, you know, everything goes up to the uh, cloud gets mm -hmm. recorded. So if there's an internet issue, there's a problem there. These newer ones are new. They're super easy to use. Uh, they record it locally. So you record locally, then it pushes up to the internet. So the, the video and the audio is much higher quality. Great tips. And Jason, thank you for emailing us that question. This is great because as someone who does a, a biweekly show with Engage, we use StreamYard. We do that because of the video aspect. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking to do a solely podcasted show, so no video, you can still do it on StreamYard. That way you can see your guest, right? Which is great. And you can read, you know, physical cues, or if you can tell the guest has something to say, you can pull back and let them speak, but you can choose to not show off that video and you can just upload the audio for that and have that go to, you know, your podcast. So cool. Very cool. Well, Thomas, I want to share, or Tom, excuse me, I want to share with everyone how they can connect with you and then give you a chance to share a little bit about the two books. One book's available now and one I think is in the works, but let's first just share with our audience that they can connect with you on LinkedIn 
For those of you listening on audio, you're going to spell uh, Tom's name, Thomas M. Schwab, to find him on LinkedIn, T-H-O-M-A-S, middle initial M, S-C-H-W-A-B is how you can find him on LinkedIn. If you connect with him, please leave a, a note that you saw him on the Engage Digital Marketing live stream show or listen to him on the podcast. And then Tom's company, again, love the name, interviewvalet.com. And if you're looking to reach out to Tom, maybe you would like to take advantage of this marketing opportunity and become a guest on different podcasts. Tom is somebody who can definitely help you with that. But again, I think we learned today, you need to be clear about your goals with that, right? What you hope to achieve and make sure you're specific with Tom about what types of podcasts you'd like to be on. Don't just go to Tom and say, Tom, I want to be on every podcast you can get me on, but you can email Tom and his email is Tom at interviewvalet.com. All right, Tom, let's talk about the two books that you have written. One is called Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. And again, I, I mentioned earlier, this has been referred to as the Bible of podcasting. And then One Conversation Away. Let's talk about those two books and where our audience can find them and and just whatever you'd like to share about those two publications. So with that, the first one is a how-to book, right? Mm-hmm. It, it shows you exactly what we do, what we've, what we've learned, and step-by-step, step, and people can follow that along and do it themselves. A lot of times people read that book and go, wow, there's a lot of work to this. I just want to be the guest here. You take care of the rest. So that, that book's available there. And if you come to the website, I, I'm not here to sell books, right? I, I freely give that one away. You'll see a pop-up. Uh, you can order the book. If you're in the United States, I'll ship you one. Uh, yes, a physical copy. Um, or if you're outside the U.S., I'll, I'll send you a digital copy of it. The next one, One Conversation Away, that's coming out uh, later this year. And that's really my manifesto. So the first one is, this is how to do it. The second one is sort of the bigger picture on why we do it. You know, uh, there's a bunch of things like the the world is, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing, right? We've learned things and could help other people. And now it's so easy to do with that, having that conversation. You know, the other one is having sometimes the tough conversations, not saying yes to every client, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that some people turn you up and other ones turn you off. You know, having that conversation that that's meaningful, because as I look at it, the only thing that has ever changed my world is the introduction to a new person or a new idea. Right. Um, When I got introduced to my bride, well, at that time, she wasn't my bride. But when I got introduced to her, that changed my life. She did not come through a funnel. It came through a conversation <laughs> and someone introducing me, um, the, the different things in my business. I, I can point to uh, different ideas that have radically changed my business, right? And it was that conversation of really hearing about it and saying, you should read this book or hearing the author on a podcast, maybe reading the book and then talking with them or seeing them live. And so to me, the, the world can change with conversations and it makes us more human. And uh, so that's why I'm a a big proponent of it. Uh, Everything I talk about there in there, um, I think my grandfather, God rest his soul, would understand. And that uh, hopefully my grandchildren uh, will understand because, you know, in this digital age uh, of automation, it's really the personal touch that stands out. So uh, that's sort of my manifesto with one conversation away. Uh, Keep coming back to Interview Valet. I'm sure I'll have that one up there for free also. Wonderful. Well, I may may take you up on that offer and have you send me a physical book. I'm still old fashioned and I love physical books when I get the chance to read. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today and don't interrupt me because I'm going to give you a compliment and maybe you'll use it as a soundbite, but you not only have a really engaging energy, which was, which made this interview so much fun today, but you clearly are an expert in your niche And you have so much to offer all of your clients. So I just want to congratulate you on all that you've accomplished. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us an hour today for digital marketing intelligence for entrepreneurs. Thank you, Marisa.
Oh, you're so welcome. I'm going to say goodbye for now. I'm going to share in our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week with our audience. And again, thanks so much, Tom. And I'm going to remind our audience, connect with Tom Schwab, Tom M. Schwab, Thomas M. Schwab on LinkedIn. And please, if you're interested in podcasting, if you want to know more, he has two excellent resources. One is available now. You can get it on his website and the other one will be available very, very soon. So look out for that. Tom, thank you so much. We hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm literally beaming with such great energy. And I feel like I know so much more now about not only how to podcast, but this idea that you can do so much by being a guest on somebody else's podcast. If you're just joining us and you missed the beginning of the show, man, the minute Tom brought up Oprah and how much people have accomplished just by getting a 20 minute or a 40 minute segment on Oprah's show, it kind of blew my mind a little because this is a secret that I think so many people didn't even think about in terms of building your brand and taking advantage of a new tool that we have in digital marketing. So I really want you to think about how maybe guesting on somebody else's podcast can help your brand and help you grow. And, you know, similarly to Tom, our company can help you do that. If you're interested in starting your own podcast or starting your own live stream show, we have a program called Engage Live that can help you do that. So if you're getting excited like I am about maybe starting your own show or, you know, you're looking to maybe guest on somebody else's show, I'd say hit us up if you want to start your own show, EngageLive.com. And then check out Tom's website, InterviewValet.com, if you're interested in maybe becoming a guest on other people's podcasts. Okay, super quick while I have you, I want to share our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week this week, and it has to do with Facebook, who just launched new business tools to help brands connect directly with their leads and their customers. So with these new tools launched by Facebook, once your brand creates a message ad, Facebook can now identify the messaging platform the customer or prospect uses the most often and suggest that they message you on that service. So basically now businesses can choose all the messaging platforms where they're available to chat and Facebook will default the messenger app in your ad based on where a conversation is most likely to happen. Does this make sense? So basically now when you put out your ads, if the ad is reaching a customer who's always on Facebook, that ad will always auto-populate to be a Facebook place that that customer can chat with you. If it's Instagram or WhatsApp, now these ads were, will auto-populate based on where that prospect normally spends their time chatting. Kind of crazy, right? Well, what's really cool about this is our software, our platform, Engage, allows your team to take full advantage of this new feature with its ability to access Messenger, Instagram, DM, and then WhatsApp as well. So if you're someone who wants to use different messaging um, platforms, definitely look into Engage as an opportunity to use our tools to help you grow and scale and really make that process easy to navigate. All right, guys, if you're just tuning in, you missed the show, or maybe you think this is a show that would be beneficial to a colleague or a friend, definitely click on our LinkedIn company page and you can find us on LinkedIn, N-G-A-G-G-E. Look for the rainbow colored cog wheel. Find us there because we'll be replaying this show over the next several weeks. And then also I want you to check out our Engage Live show library. And you can find our show library at ngagge.com forward slash live dash show dash library. And what you'll find there are all of our shows. Uh, they're organized in date. Our most recent shows are going to be up at the top. You'll also see some featured shows as well. Thomas's show will live there. And that's a great way to share this show with any colleagues or friends or anybody who's interested in learning more about podcasting as well. Now, also, if you have any show topic ideas, questions for guests that we've had that you didn't get a chance to ask, you can also contact me. My email is marissa.m at engage.com, and you can connect with me as well on LinkedIn. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in to our last show of this week. And I want to remind you that we are starting a four-part series. We did part one yesterday uh, with Colin... Lep Lepiscopo, 
His name is tough to say on the fly. And part two of his four-part series will be next Tuesday, September 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern, where we'll be talking about convincing a prospect to take action, understanding your value proposition. If you missed part one, we've got that for replay right now on our LinkedIn. But next week, we'll begin part two of our four-part series. So make sure you check out Engage.com to find out more and to register for the talk. And feel free to bring questions because our shows are live and very interactive. Okay, you guys, that is all for me for now. I will see you next Tuesday with Colin Lepiscopo. And in the meantime, make sure you connect with Tom Schwab on LinkedIn and check out interviewvalet.com if you're interested in learning more about guesting on other people's podcasts. Have a wonderful weekend, and I look forward to seeing you all next Tuesday for our next show.